All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. You uh, had a book launch. You've been on Upteen interviews. You wrote a song, yes. Racing in the Dark. Um, and our week was, how many times did we get thrown up on by the kids? <laughs> um, dozens? A few several dozens. dozens. Yeah. So you're in zero dating apps. <laughs> <clears throat> Is our time up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have one of my favorite guests I think we've ever had on the show, Maddie Jackson Selectman. You also have a raspy voice. I know. It is that time of the year, you guys. <laughs> I hope last year, Sean was sick for like two months, and I hope this one is yes. far shorter. I feel like but, I'm on the up and up. Yes. So Maddie, we sat down with in person, the yes. rare in-person interview. Uh, love that. And we talked to her about her book that recently released. It's called Lemons on Friday, Trusting God Through My Greatest Heartbreak. Mm -hmm. So Maddie's story is pretty tragic. She was married for 11 months uh, when her husband tragically died, uh, just three weeks shy of their first anniversary. We talked through the heartbreak. We talked through some very challenging questions that were even hard for us to ask. We don't know how to bridge um, the conversation to a place that you know brings pain. But it was really cool to see her perspective and her healing and kind of her journey and how she explains it. Um, I loved her perspective of I am forever married. It's just I might find someone else to share my life with until I meet my former husband and take my current husband, you know, to heaven with me. Yeah, and while this book is kind of about her experience of being a widow, she is so much more. So Maddie actually is the daughter of country singer Alan Jackson, mm -hmm. one of my personal favorites. Uh, she's also a restaurateur. She's also, uh, what do you call the people who are good with wine? 
a sommelier. sommelier. That's right. That's yes. right. We talk a little bit about that. Um, and she is just very interesting in general. She has an organization that she works with currently called Nashville, where mm-hmm. she helps uh, local Nashville women kind of find their purpose and get back on their feet uh, when things uh, don't go well. And you can find more about that. We'll link it down below. And she has also taken on, I don't think intentionally, she's become almost an ambassador for widows and talking about how to kind of build a community around them and build um, education and knowledge and support so people don't have to feel alone. Yeah, and I learned a lot. Um, I mean, so rare, I feel like, to find a widow her age mm-hmm. um, and with so much wisdom. I mean, I really respect how she's approached and uh, kind of kind of responded to this tragic incident in her life, uh, which really seems like she's learned from it and has progressed through it. And uh, she was gracious enough to come on the show and share this with us. And hopefully you learned something as well. If nothing else, I feel like maintaining a positive attitude, um, I think due to purpose is what I learned. And she does a great job at embodying that. So anyway, if you want to find out more about Maddie and what she's up to, including her book called Lemons on Friday, we'll link it down below as well as links to her social media profiles. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this one with Maddie Jackson Selectman. Maddie Jackson Selectman. It is a pleasure to have you here. You've had a busy week. This is... Yeah, it's been a busy week. I'm glad to be with y'all. Thank you for joining. How many interviews have you done this week? Uh, I would have to ask my very talented publicist in the corner over there, but it is a lot. A lot. Yeah. I Go ahead. I would say you went from the 700 Club to this, which (laughs) makes me feel so good about myself and also concerned as to why you're here. You know, I've always considered myself an onion, so I just want to hit all the markets, come from all the angles. So I'm pumped to kind of do something a little more fun. I didn't know onions did that. They kind of just bounce around. They're versatile. Is that not what that means? I don't know. I'm choking on water. Hold on. I I do want... Are you good? (laughs) I just went down the wrong pipe. No, we're live. This is staying in here. (laughs) Are you good? My worst nightmare. This is the best... uh, uh, intro we've ever done yeah i do want to uh i was watching the today show interview you did last friday uh tuesday last, last tuesday. tuesday uh my favorite part no offense to you was your mom oh it was the perfect <laughs> yeah. ending oh. to the segment she was in the background filming herself watching herself well at one point is great so i feel like you both understand that like your mom yes. did the same yeah. thing do the same thing like she felt like an idiot she was like I think people think I've never left Tennessee and I'm just a redneck in New York City. I was like, Uh, no, they think you're a mom. Like, what else would you do? I will say a little fun story about a mom. This past weekend, we were with Lexi. She got engaged this weekend. Congrats. But there was a professional photographer there and a videographer. And it was so cute to look at her mom who had her own camera taking her own pictures. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, Lexi was like, mom, we have a photographer, but it's just a mom yeah, thing. She's like, got to put them on Facebook. So our friends can Absolutely. see immediately. Yeah. So I get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm judging our week versus your week this past week. So you, uh, had a book launch. You've been on upteen interviews. You wrote a song yes. racing in the dark. Um, and our week was how many times did we get thrown up on by the kids? <laughs> dozens. Uh, a few several dozens. dozens. Yeah. Um, Honestly, what an epic week. Can you just give us the rundown of, of everything that's happened? Uh, I can sing the song if you'd like me to. <laughs> That'd be live, perfect. But yeah. Sean's going <laughs> to play don't. the mandolin. She just learned yeah. that was an instrument. Yeah. This this was your first song you ever wrote? Yeah, it was. Wow. Um, that was pretty cool. I mean, all the all the book stuff and the promotions and just I don't, all the media, like that's so overwhelming, like in a great way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it feels even more surreal because I wrote 
all of this during COVID mm. and truly had never met any of my editors or publishers in person until I did a launch party last week. So it was mm -hmm. all just Zoom. And to be totally honest, until I held that in my hand like a month ago, it just sort of still felt like a Word document mm -hmm. on my laptop, you know, even with the you know year and a half of work that's gone into it. So for all of this to be real and actually doing interviews with people and getting to go to New York and sit with y'all and just all the things that have happened, it sort of felt like, oh my gosh, wow, this is actually real. This isn't just something that I did to, to you know, heal my heart on a computer. And mm -hmm. so to do all that was awesome. And then, yeah, the song's a whole different level of just crazy because I don't play music and I don't sing well enough to do anything besides karaoke. So I am I, not singing on the song. I, I was about can't to say, believe that. I thought that was you. I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I can believe that. I mean, karaoke, I can rock. So like, don't mishear me. I'm not terrible. Uh, it begs have a question. You ever, <laughs> I was say, have you ever done karaoke to one of your dad's songs? Yes. <laughs> yes. Many times. Okay. What's well, like your go-to? Um, what do I do? I do Neon Rainbow a lot. Chasing okay. Neon Rainbow. Um, That's your go-to karaoke song? No, still, no, okay, no. Okay, just okay. of dads. I've done that multiple times. You know, his octave is a little low for me. I'm much okay. more of a Miranda Lambert gal. Okay. Ah. Um, yeah, I can do her pretty well. She's my go-to. Nice. Yeah. Um, question about this week, though. Diving a little bit deeper, just jumping in. Um, it's a huge, huge week. It's yeah. like one of the biggest weeks of your life. You have your book out, your song out, all of these things. It's a celebratory week, but is it a hard week? It is. I think, you know, it's been a long time coming, anticipating all mm -hmm. of this. And the way that I've sort of described it, because I've I've tried to be very intentional to not just race through all of mm -hmm. this. Because I think my my tendency would be, this is awesome. Let's do more. Let's push forward. And for good reason, because it's exciting, yeah. but also to sort of try to not feel the depths mm -hmm. of the hard stuff. And mm -hmm. so I have tried, you know, on the days where I don't have anything going on or an afternoon where I don't to really pause and be like, check in and mm -hmm. see where I'm really at. And, and it's tender is sort of the word mm -hmm. I have used. Like it feels kind of like a scar tissue. Like I'm very aware of the reason that this is happening and the story that I've put out into the world. And but it feels, I feel more grateful than sad about it at mm -hmm. this point. It's just, that's the only thing I know to say is that it's tender, but I feel so grateful that even just three years after losing Ben, like it just mat. like I see this and I'm like, this matters. Like mm -hmm. our marriage will always matter now because it will help other people get through whatever their hard season is. So like, I feel really grateful and a little, a little fragile, but mostly like, man, I'm so glad that this pain has a purpose and I can see it and hold it and like hear from other people what it means to them. In writing the book and having the launch and it being such a long process and being three years out, does it ever feel like you're two steps forward and one step back? Oh the, yeah. The whole time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's what's I'd, I'd say early on, like that's what's frustrating about grief, no matter what it is mm -hmm. that you're grieving because it, I just, I went into like my first counseling session I talk about. And I legit thought like she, she, that she could give me a list of like what mm -hmm. to do. I was like, can you just tell me what to do? Because I hate being here. I don't want this to last any longer than it has to. And I just, I'll do all the hard things. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do, I'll do the emotional rehab, everything I need to do. I just want to get out of this. And it just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Like it's not linear. There's not a to-do list. There's no boxes to check. You just, 
do 24 hours at a time. And sometimes those are two or three steps forward. And sometimes it's like eight back, but mm -hmm. it just, you know, you do it one at a time and it gets a little easier with time. And you also get more familiar with how you have to hurt, mm -hmm. right? And how to like work through your hurt in your way. And that looks different for everybody, but it takes a while to learn that. And it's frustrating. Hmm. What made you want to write the book? It, it truly just started as an outlet for me. So um, obviously dad is a songwriter. My mom wrote a book about their marriage that was a New York Times bestseller. I've always loved it, writing, reading, all of that, and studied it in college. And I've honestly always wanted to write books and I just never really knew what about. Mm -hmm. And this obviously wasn't the story I ever imagined or planned to put out into the world. Um, but when Ben died, it was really the only way that I knew how to process anything. Mm -hmm. Like I hadn't suffered really anything tragic in my life, you know, hard things, but nothing, you know, of that degree. And that just dismantled my whole life in that way, because it really mm -hmm. does when, especially when you're so young and I didn't know what to do. Like I did, I had never been to counseling for anything. I was just like, I have no idea how to even like speak to myself about everything that I'm feeling and all the questions I have and like all the fears that I have. And so I just sort of word vomited everything because it's what came naturally to me. And it was about a year, year and a half later that I was reading another book um, by C.S. Lewis. And he wrote a little memoir after his wife died of cancer called A Grief Observed. And I was reading that and I remember such a, profound moment in something that he had written in there and thinking, God, somebody really gets what mm -hmm. I'm feeling. Like, this is what I've tried to say for mm -hmm. so long and I, I didn't know how. And so from there, I sort of thought, you know, wh what about all this stuff I've been pouring out on paper? Like, what if there's something in here that could make you know, one more person feel as seen and unisolated as I did? And so from there, sort of went back just through the journals and saw if any tried to see like what was I writing what were my big issues what were some like hopeful moments I'd had and sat down with all of it and tried to get it into somewhat of a format to like pitch to a publisher and we did and you know God just kept like opening doors and from there you know three years later it's a are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week I know I am then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. They have different designs you can pick from, like Barbie, Flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh, yes. She loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for Bear. Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest, every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea. For real, you guys. We love this brand, and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. Book. Wow. <laughs> is C.S. Lewis your favorite author? He's mine. Definitely, yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Screw tape letters, I feel like. It's 
phenomenal. It's so good. Yes. And oh the great gosh. divide is Mere also Christianity. Like, yeah, it's like, all great. I think the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah. Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia. Narnia. Like, I think don't do his writing is incredible in that, but totally. also he has so many deep philosophical, like he describes in screw tape letters, the human condition. Unlike <laughs> I'm not kidding. He goes through like literally. Oh yeah. However many, like two dozen of like, Hey, you're going to experience this. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm freaking going through it's it. It's insane <laughs> yeah. insights. Like, yeah. And then grief observed, obviously being the one of his going through his grief. It just, he like, he just put words. I mean, you, you love him. Like it's, it's somehow so profound and descriptive and literary, but also it's just like you just said, like point blank. It's such a clear picture of humanity that you're like, wow. Like you're, the number of people and conversations you must've had with people in your life is astronomical yeah. because you just get it. Do you think that'll be the effect that uh, this book has on people? People to read it and be like, wow, this embodies my experience. So well. I hope so. I mean, that's my hope. You know, it, I've told friends and family and myself and the editors from the beginning through the whole process, like, I don't want this to get pigeonholed into a book about death. Like that's mm -hmm. not what it is, even though we all experience that, you know, with our loved ones. Um, it's really just a book about being honest about your pain and like how to live into really hard hurt, but also not let go of hope, like in the same moment. And that's sort of talking about those rhythms. I had to learn how I had to do it. And, you know, my tendency would have been to run past the, the depths of the hurt and stay busy and do things and not take the moments to really sit in the hardest times where I wish he was there. Or he should have been there. It would be to just kind of blow past him and like the real healing doesn't happen until you go to those places. Mm -hmm. But if you go to those places and stay, you're in despair. Like you have mm -hmm. to hold both at the same time. So that's the, that's what I hope people get from it is that no matter where you are, like don't dismiss your pain because that's not helpful and that denies your mm -hmm. humanity, but also don't like sit in it and know that you don't have to stay there either. So, I mean, my story is really just the vehicle for, hopefully a place that people can find hope and resilience and sort of like refill their tanks when they're mm -hmm. feeling empty. You talk about in your book and then in all, all of your interviews, how your faith has pr pr like pretty much gotten you through everything. And we were talking about this <clears throat> prepping for this interview of you always speak in such a positive way of like, my faith will get me through this. Mm -hmm. And we also talk about mental health a lot and whatever, in whatever capacity, but how do you allow yourself to go into the dark, you know, valleys of, of pain and sorrow and grief, but still come out of it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Without, yeah. without being positive, because you don't want to go into your deep valleys and be positive about it because yeah. it is painful. Yeah. How do you get there and come back? I think the biggest shift for me and the thing that I had to learn how to do is not try to fix those moments. Mm -hmm. Like I hate negative emotions. Like I am a glass half full all the time. I'm a forward thinker and I, I really, I'm a strong person. Like I really can handle a lot, but I think the fact that this was something I could absolutely never quote unquote handle mm -hmm. on my own forced me to be like, the emotions are not there because you need a solution. The emotions are just there because something awful has happened and like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that you're really taking those steps back when you go to the depths. It's just, 
you're really being honest about how awful your situation is. And, you know, as long as you go in with, I'm here to, I use the word, I think in there kind of purge something out, not to just wallow, then you know that they're, you're going to come out stronger on the other side. I mean, y'all are athletes, like mm-hmm. physical therapy is literally forcing the part that's injured to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what it is. It's like you go in knowing it's going to be painful, but you push the part that's broken because you have to build it back. So I think as long as you can have that sort of mindset and not like, I'm here to make all these bad emotions go away, but you're here to understand how to, how to walk through the bad and then know that on the other side, you're sort of rebuilding that hope muscle or like positive muscle or faith Mm -hmm. muscle or whatever, you know, you need to rebuild. That's such a powerful concept. And I think in some ways, like the key to life Mm -hmm. of being, I mean, it's like this concept of being present, being in the moment of whether it's a positive moment or a difficult moment, being there, experiencing that to its full capacity as you have, and then learning, uh, learning through it. Yeah. Understanding that it's a phase, right. But like take, taking time to stop and reflect. Uh, I was just thinking we're in a phase now with young kids with jet who's four months old now there's so many uh, positive things that we're experiencing. Like it just, it's unlike any other, you know, baby cuddles are just like awesome. And like, you'll put his, you'll put your hand on him when he's sleeping and I'll like grab it. Like he's, it's the only thing he ever wants. And part of you is like, Oh, I'm going to remember this forever. Right. I'm going to remember this moment forever, but fast forward two weeks and that's such an easy thing to, to forget. And so I've been really trying to practice this like reflection of, that was so special. Like I want to write that down, record it. And then I can, I just think people try to jump through phases too quick yeah. and don't take time to stop back, step back and appreciate, you know, where they're at for better, like for better, for worse yeah. and whatever they're learning. So no, I'm so glad to hear you say that. And that has been one of the greatest, um, sort of changes in me as a person that I've experienced through all this is like, I just said, I'm a very forward thinker. I'm like, okay, I've achieved this. That's great. Like what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. And I think almost on the opposite end of the spectrum of like these, these really rich moments of joy, even though y'all's lives are chaotic right now, they're just so full of joy on the other side of that, you know, when joy seems totally absent for a little bit, Mm. you want to get out of it quickly, Mm -hmm. obviously. But I will say, you know, when you lose your spouse and especially so young, there is, at least for me, there is this very grounding just necessity of learning to be present because for a while, I mean, everything about my future, it sounds dramatic to say Mm -hmm. was erased, but it really was Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea what it was going to be, you know, from there forward. And to an extent, I mean, I still don't, but really none of us do. And I think Mm -hmm. in a really, you know, heartbreaking way, death does bring us back to the present because it's really Mm. the only thing that we can count on. And the good that's come out of that is exactly what you're talking about. It's sort of a patience with Mm. the moments that are frustrating and just a, a slowness of life that I didn't have before. And I'm really glad about that. Mm. With grief and tragedy comes an influx of people who have their opinions and their, their comments and they're, you know, trying to help you. I feel like two part question for the most part, society tries to paint this picture about like grief and loss as 
let it go, move on, you know, heal and just move forward. What would be your response to that? And then the other side of that is what was the hardest thing to come from your loss, if that makes sense, with with the people who came out of the woodworks? Yeah, I mean, everyone will have opinions. I will say to my community, especially my close circle, they, uh, somebody else that I talked to last week, I was just singing their praises. They really could not have loved me better and, you know, been more present for me and, you know, just taken anything and everything that I said to heart gently. I mean, they really did an amazing job. And somebody who I told that to last week was like, it sounds like your people accidentally did this perfect. And I was like, you know what? That's exactly what happened. They did accidentally do this. Not perfect, but extremely yeah. well. And so I'm very grateful for that. But I, I have since gotten to know a lot of women who've been widowed really young. And it breaks my heart because I don't think that's mm-hmm. the normal experience. Like, I think I had a really just blessed outlier experience. Mm-hmm. And I know from other people... It just creates divides. I mean, heartbreak and strain, it's just such a strain Mm -hmm. on all the relationships, you know, that you're a part of and that your loved one was a part of. And it's a very hard thing, but I think maybe in those circumstances, what I've heard from other people and what I've seen work is, you know, you just have to find your safe kind of inner circle and the people who really love you and believe how you do and prioritize things the way you do. And the people who are, you know, more gracious in general, because like this whole process takes a ton of grace, like mm-hmm. from other people, for other people, for yourself, because it's not easy. You always screw up your patience and your, you know, wit is really short and people always say things that they don't mean. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if you do have a lot of people coming in with opinions that, may not be helpful man insulate yourself with Mm -hmm. a few people who you really trust and just keep your eyes on them i mean it's like i can't imagine all the comments y'all get on social (laughs) media it's like it's not helpful to Mm -mm. it's not helpful at all to see them all you know there's people that you go to for sound you know direction and counsel and like safety and so i'd say you know build your build your little team and trust them and it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. I want to take a quick break and like jump back a little bit before we keep going down this road um what was your favorite date you ever went on with him oh my god i'm so embarrassed the first one that came up because it's (laughs) actually not a date and it's so embarrassing but i think i'm going to share it because it's funny um the the real answer is 
well, they're both funny. One is he was a big hunter. Ben was a big okay. hunter. So grew up outdoors on the, you know, dad had farms. Did I? He's a big fisherman, but he never really hunted. So that was sort of new. When we were engaged, he took me turkey hunting, which in retrospect was probably my favorite because he was just so happy in the moment. I was completely whiny and negative <laughs> in every way. I, I put the stories in the book and we ended up like finally getting there. I mean, my like my mood is just plummeting by the second. Mm -hmm. Like it's freezing. It's dark. <laughs> like we've gotten up and walked around a million mm -hmm. times. Also, turkeys are terrifying looking birds. <laughs> like they're really scary. Um, but we ended up what they call like do shooting a double and like we literally got two at the same time and he was just like what over the moon ecstatic about yeah it's, wow. it was insane like he was holding a phone with his left hand and a gun with his right hand and like filming the whole deal you shot one he shot one yeah at same, the same time it's on instagram i can show you that's what amazing it's wild that's amazing yeah so that was really fun and it's a lot sweeter to me now the funny one which you may not want to hear and you could can edit out is was totally accidental so i am a sommelier i had a wine bar here for a couple of years um I'm glad and because <laughs> you've got wine over there we do. Um, shut up I was gonna, hey you know I've this one that guy okay. Kirk Vingy. casual yeah, okay well we have oh, that one he's so cool we have this one Beautiful Artemis classic. Okay, we're not as excited about the Artemis. Okay. No, I also better. Have. no it's better. just the Vingy's like kind of a small production. I don't know what Deal. this is, but do you know we just pulled that? three random ones. We're like, I wonder um, if she thinks these are better. I don't recognize. So oh, I'm about that. you so, stumped me. It. <clears throat> it might be too early, but if oh my if, gosh, well, I don't. Um, maybe not. It is one p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's technically I mean, never I'm too early. Breastfeeding, so yeah, I'm good <laughs> yeah. to go. Jeez, okay, I interrupted the Somalia, but go ahead. So anyway, I when I was opening Salt and Vine, I was just very busy, like working 15, 16 hours a day, whatever. Got a stupid traffic ticket, just like got stuck in the middle of an intersection. Mm -hmm. Moped cop gave me a ticket, whatever. Didn't think about it because I was working all the time. I also am the world's worst at checking the mail. Like okay. I actually thought about it, no joke, probably like three or four months after Ben died. And I was like, no one has checked my mail because <laughs> I never checked the mail. So long story, a little less long. I had gotten like a date to go to court and like pay the fee, mm -hmm. and whatever. Didn't get it because it was working all the time. Flash forward like two months. He's coming to the restaurant. It's Friday night. We're like going out to Ashland City because it's his, his uncle's like retirement party or something. So he's had dinner and drinks. I'm in the car. We're driving to Ashland City in the dark. I don't have any idea where we're going, but we're coming off the highway. And it's one of those where it's like 65 to like 35 in about oh, no. 50 yards. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. So we pull over and the cop's actually very nice. And he was like, did you know you're going how up 25 over the speed limit? And I was like, honestly, no. Told him the whole story. I have no idea where we are. He's like, pull over. Let me just make sure like, there's nothing weird on your record and you just slow down and you're in town and I'll let you go. It's great. So oh, no. he pulls over, he comes back. He's like, I think you need to walk over to the back of my car. And I was like, can I ask you why? And he was like, do you know that you're driving on a revoked license? And I was like, oh, no, no. I physically gasped. So I think he believed me. And I was like, no, can you tell me why? And he was like, no, cause it's Davidson County. So Ben's an attorney. So he's like trying to play okay. Mr. Attorney and like has had multiple drinks at dinner. Oh, and no. I'm like, you need to just, shh, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, the guy is so nice. And he's like, I can tell that this is really an accident. I can either take you in now or you can come back on Monday and book yourself in the Ashland City Jail. Dang. So I'm like, 
furious at this point because I had no idea. It was just a stupid like stop sign traffic ticket. And now my <laughs> license is revoked and I have to go get booked in the jail. Dang. So Monday morning is the very long answer to your question. One of the most comical, quote unquote, we called it a date we yeah. ever had. He like got me at 8 a.m., took me downtown. We reinded, like, reinstated my <laughs> license, drove to Antioch to like get whatever I needed to get, drove back to Ashland City, got there, booked me in the jail. What? And then had lunch like on the county square in Ashland City. He was like, amazing. "You had a really bad day. Like, can I at least get you lunch?" And I was like, "I hate you, and I hate everyone." But yes. Wait, how long he were you casually... behind bars? I was not technically behind bars. <laughs> okay. It was just to be fingerprinted. And uh, okay, I love okay, it. It's okay, like, okay. babe, drop me off at jail real quick. Yeah. And the Come best pick part me back was up. we had our lunch, our quote unquote date. I went to work, and then I came home that night at like eleven something. He had gone to bed and left me a post-it note sleep tight my little fugitive on my oh, bedside man. and i was like God, i hate really you, sweet. I love you that is really sweet though <laughs> so way yeah. longer than you bargained for but that was the first thing i, I love that of. sleep wanna, tight my little fugitive yeah i want to hear the engagement story as yes. well do you mind sharing the engagement story was honestly the a little more low-key like in a wonderful way like i just didn't want a big thing and I mean the only pictures we really have are like selfies we took on our phones mm -hmm. and we were like in flannel and it was right when the leaves started to change here because he loved outdoors and was so excited about that and he borrowed a convertible of my dad's and like called the restaurant and like shifted everybody's schedule so I didn't have to go to work that day Damn. and we took like a picnic drive down Natchez Trace and mm. I think danced to George Strait on a cell phone and like Popped a question and had champagne and just hung out there. And we sit, we saw all our family that night and everything. But Dang, that's yeah. special. It was cool. That it was is really cool. special. Okay, I have a couple more questions. Okay. Going back into present day, which is always hard. I, I also can't imagine you talking about this every day, especially for the past week. It's just, it's a very high-low situation. You support widows a lot in their healing and how... They have a community now where they can talk to and not feel isolated and alone. How did you find that community? And how did you first, for lack of a better way to say it, digest the term? Um, so the community part is interesting because when, after I closed Salt and Mine, which was probably three months before Ben's accident, um, I was approached by a friend of a friend who now um, is my co-founder with a women's merchandise brand called Nashville. Mm -hmm. And we started building that that summer, like mm -hmm. right after I had closed Salt and Vine. And um, she's an adoptive mom, so she wanted to use the brand to give back to like adoptions, foster care, birth moms, that kind of thing. And we wanted a couple other missions to give back um, serving women. And so we, at that point, went to scripture and it says over and over, take care of orphans and widows. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that point I was 28, she was 30 and we were like, I have no idea what that's going to look like, but we'll figure it out. Like, I feel like this is something we're supposed to include. And then we added human trafficking because Ben was a district attorney for Davidson County and he worked a lot with the drug and trafficking courts. So we started doing all that and hadn't yet found a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. serving widows really. And then Ben had his accident. And then when he died, we ended up delaying it a little, but we launched probably a month and a half or two months after he died. And so I remember literally calling Brooke as my co-founder from the hospital and being like, I can't do this right now, but you've got to find a group that serves widows. And she called back and um, she was kind of like, there's good news and bad news. The good news is I found 
one and she was like the bad news is there's almost nothing to choose from Mm. so there really isn't very much out there for it so we partnered with modern widows club which is a national organization and they have chapters all over the country um that serve women locally who've been widowed and then have since obviously connected with several others Mm -hmm. who i love and we work with but that's sort of how it happened and the founder of that has been such a mentor to me and then you know as time goes on it's just sort of organically you end mm-hmm. up meeting more people and this person knows this person and I, all of them call it a club you don't want to be in but I mean mm-hmm. that's really what it feels like so that's been incredible and even today you know I get calls and texts more than you would know mm-hmm. especially about young women like I had coffee with a 27 year old young woman last week who's like a friend of my sister's from texas or something and she was in town for a wedding and it was the first one she'd been to since her fiance died and we sat at starbucks and just like i just validated everything she was going through and Mm -hmm. i remember thinking whoa i didn't ever imagine me being on this side of the table Mm -hmm. and like how powerful that is Mm -hmm. so it started through nashville but it since has grown just so naturally because i just think we connect with each other in our pain you know which mm-hmm. i hate is true but it is true and because i'm rambling i don't remember the other thing you asked <laughs> no you answered it all oh, okay great. yeah everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible i told you guys that i found skims while i was pregnant and now postpartum i found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. What does uh, the the support of that club look like? Is are there unique strategies or techniques used to to help that group? Yeah, it's definitely like any sort of group sort of therapy or rehab model. Um, but they focus on everything. They do obviously mental, emotional, spiritual health, and have counselors and sort of um, experts speak into all of that. They have a whole like kind of curriculum or guide about how to deal with all the financial ramifications mm-hmm. of being with mm. you know, so it goes from everything from yeah, mental, emotional to like really practical. And, you know, they have certain um, sort of speakers that deal with if you have young kids or, you know, all the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, it's cool. It's pretty all encompassing. And if they don't have someone who can help serve a certain woman in a certain way, they just outsource it and find it. Wow. Yeah. You talked about earlier how when the accident happened, you pretty much, you're forced to live in the present. A friend of mine, really close friend of mine that I kind of grew up with, um, lost her husband. It was not even a year after they got married to stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. And 
fast forward, they've been, um, she, it's been about 10 years since, and she's gotten married. She's had three babies Mm. and I will never forget her wedding. They actually honored him at the wedding and to see her now husband, he gave a speech to him at Mm. the wedding. His family was there and it was actually his dad that walked her down the aisle. I know future is pain just because it, it can mark a transition of not forgetting, but to a certain extent, yeah. moving to the next chapter. Have you allowed yourself to look into the future yet? Or are you still in the healing process of, I want to stay present? Yeah, it's definitely both. I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely both. So I hear that story and it just makes me hopeful. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had to, that's why I told this woman at Starbucks two weeks ago. I've had to find those women in my life who I can look where they are and mm-hmm. I can look to the stability they found or if they are remarried or mm-hmm. if they have had kids and just the things that are still on my heart and are still dreams of mine mm-hmm. I to remind myself that they're possible mm-hmm. and so that's super encouraging to me and like all of the things that you just described are things that I've thought about mm-hmm. you know at a wedding again because it is the whole trick it's the whole balance of you're never moving on, but how do I move forward? Mm-hmm. And like, how do I, how do I bring someone along that in all honesty, I'm always going to love if in mm-hmm. when I fall in love with someone else. And like that, I don't have an answer for yet because that has not happened for me yet, but it's something, it's one of the scariest things to think about. Mm-hmm. And I, a good friend of my mom's, one of her best friends was widowed in her mid twenties. She was married to a NASCAR driver and she's been awesome for me. And she's 25 years out mm-hmm. now or whatever. And I remember her just saying, I know it doesn't feel like you can, but you really will be able to love Mm -hmm. two people Mm -hmm. the way that you love two kids or both your parents or two friends at once. And the right man will give the speech and Mm -hmm. will honor it and will carry it along with you because it's just part of your story. I wanted to look up some numbers. There's 13.7 million widows in the U.S. and 11 million of million of those are women which is wild to think about and i'm just uh you know thinking about the impact that your book will have directly on and Mm -hmm. can potentially have on that number of people which is so fantastic but the great thing is too this is not just about your specific situation it's really about as you said your process of grief and sharing that story and and how can i apply that to my life and her apply that to to her life um it's powerful but Tell us about the title, Lemons of on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that came <clears throat> out of like those original journals, just kind of like word vomit journals. And uh, I guess at some point I just remember like the, the old silly old saying, right? Like make lemonade out of lemons, like when life gives you lemons. And I just remember thinking like that's not possible with this. Like mm-hmm. there's no way I can make something good come out of this. But my biggest fear and truly like <clears throat> boldest kind of prayer the whole time was like, just make my pain matter. Just, just give it purpose and I can do it. Like Mm. I can walk this. If this is what you have for me, just make it matter. And so that's sort of where it started is like, all right, if we're, if something quote unquote sweet is really going to come out of this, like it's got to be in God's hands because I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then the Friday part came too. like you said, my faith has carried me through all of this. It's like, I remember trying to hold on to the hope in the Mm -hmm. really deep, dark moments and being like, I know, you know, 
God's going to make all things new. And like, I know he redeems everything for us when we give it to him. And how do I hold on to those things that feel as like exciting and hopeful as like resurrection Sunday. But really when we live this life, man, we feel like it's Friday. Like, and we're sitting there watching, you know, this, like the disciples did this man who said like, I'm going to bring you the kingdom, but we're watching him die. And so how do I believe the truth about all those promises when I'm looking at something Mm -hmm. really, really hard. And so that's sort of the two sides of that, but it just comes back to, the world is broken and how do we honor our pain, but also hold the hope at the same time. Is this your engagement ring? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. How tall did you say you were? Five, six. <laughs> so like my she, blood ties <laughs> <of> your <laughs> resume. It w- would be unlike Andrew to throw in, to not throw in just some random, random strange yeah. question. No. It's usually, five, six. yeah. I'm not going to tell you my weight, but we can make like, <laughs> I'm O positive. Uh, this is my natural hair color. <laughs> Uh, it's great. Uh, favorite wine. Oh, oh, of yeah. those three. Do you have no? Your own? Just favorite I'm a, wine. I'm a very big champagne girl. Like anything sparkly. Okay. I don't get it. I'm not gonna lie. I know, but when you do get it, you'll never go back. Really? What it's, is there to get? I don't in. know. I just love it. It just is happy. You feel like you're always celebrating. That's how I feel about mayonnaise. Uh, this, huh. You bring up mayonnaise. <laughs> so wow. he puts it. mayonnaise <laughs> on his Thanksgiving uh, turkey. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Okay, I have a mayonnaise insider that you probably know then. What? If you if oh. you broil lobster tails in the oven. Okay. And you do mayonnaise, like cut it open and do the mayonnaise. They're like the juiciest you'll ever have. It won't taste like mayonnaise though, because I don't like mayonnaise. I was hesitant, but it's it's pretty good. We're gonna have How to broil lobster. Are you broiling lobster? I've only done it's like the turkey. I've only done it one time, <laughs> okay. but I stole the trick from a friend, and it totally works. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna steal this question from him. <clears throat> this is one of his like go tos in any group setting of any kind, or if he meets someone new. What are you most excited about right now? I am really excited about Christmas. I know that's a lame answer, mm-hmm. but I just told. Jack, when we were driving up, I was like, I can't wait to drive around and look at the lights. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to like, I don't even care about gifts. I'm like the worst gift giver. Like I'm thinking right now with the shipping delays, all my people will get something in February. (laughs) I don't know. I'm right there with you. I haven't started. Yeah. It's sort of with the slowdown, like the life slowdown thing. I, I love Thanksgiving and Christmas more than I ever Mm -hmm. have because just the hectic mess of Mm -hmm. it doesn't really, like, I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And I'm, I'm glad to say that because they were mm-hmm. the absolute hardest mm-hmm. for the last several years. And they still are. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm pumped about it. Have you gone on dates? Yes. Uh. How is that? <sighs> Let me tell you, it's... It's not hopeful out there. Oh, no. Are you on in, in the mail department? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, just let me set the scene, though, because <laughs> I didn't until about a year ago, and I started feeling, like, ready. And a couple friends were like, mm-hmm. oh, friend of a friend, I'll set you up. And I was like, well, thank goodness. That's, yeah. at least I'm not on Hinge, you know, yet. Yes. So um, <laughs> that happens very lackluster in every way. And then <laughs> pandemic this? hits. So I'm like, um, come on, yeah. you're a 30 year old widow. Like everyone around you is either married, having kids or not divorced yet. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm going to get on at a dating app in a yeah. pandemic. You can't go do anything. That's yeah. what I mean by hopeless. I was like, yeah. God, I know like you have someone for me, but it's real hard to <laughs> yeah. see that right now. I will. I am curious though. Is dating hard? Y- yes. But 
Did you just answer? I did. I answered my own question. In general, yes. I answered my own question. Um, But I I would imagine within the dating process, you found found what you love. Mm -hmm. You found your guy, you know? Do you... Do you find yourself looking for your guy or are you trying to look for something completely different? That is such a good question. And this is where I'm super grateful for those mentors that mm-hmm. I kind of have now. And, and they all have sort of different answers, but that was a fear of mine because Ben was a very big personality mm-hmm. and just like generous and excited and passionate and kind. And I'm thinking I go on these first several setup dates and I'm like, are these guys just this boring or Mm -hmm. am I just comparing them to Mm -hmm. him? And I mean, that's impossible not to do, but so I kind of talked this through with some other people and the general, the best answer I, I got from them was the best parts about him. You will probably find in someone else Mm -hmm. and the parts that are different. You just hope will be a little better. Like you just hope that there'll be more maturity or Mm -hmm. stability or whatever was lacking. And so I think that's really hopeful because for a minute I was like, okay, I'm just going to, it's just never going to be that vibrant of a person again. Mm -hmm. And I think I started to believe that. And I, you know, I've met people that do have that. They have like the Ben thing a little bit. And that's Mm -hmm. really, that's really good. And I, I didn't expect that to be the case. So now I do believe that's possible. So you're in zero dating apps. (laughs) Is our time up? I, I, I did a bumble for a minute and to be honest, I just don't like, I can't put the time into it that I think you have to have. You gotta be, it's like a full time job, that thing. And I don't know, you know, I just, I'm impatient and it just feels a little, I'm not knocking it. I think it's a really good thing. I have a lot of friends that are happily married through all of that. I think. With my story being so public and my family being yeah. public, I, I was hesitant for, I think, probably reasonable, mm-hmm. you know, reasons. Absolutely. What's the book you most recently read besides your own? I'm currently reading multiple books. I always read multiple at a time, just depending on my mood. How? Um, Wait, that just registered. How? You get you line them up like one, two, three books, and you just read the. Top I would get lost in the storylines <laughs> like that. Well, I read a lot of nonfiction. Um, so it's not necessarily storylines, but I'm just read one called um, "Gentle and Lowly," and it's about like the heart of Christ, which is so mm. amazing because it just makes you want to be like, "You're truly the best friend I could have ever imagined." It was really cool. It's a short book. It's like not a hard read, but it's really dense. Mm. Um, and then I honestly very seldom read fiction, but I am reading one called "The Tattooist of Auschwitz." It's like about the guy who tattooed the numbers on everybody at the concentration camps. Dang. It's yeah, it's not light, but it's a really good. I was gonna say, do you story. ever read any comedies? <laughs> no, I'm just a very dark person. I would say that I would actually love that. I oh, was gonna so read good. that. Yeah. Recommendation to read the ruthless elimination of hurry. You're talking about your holidays. I love that. You've yeah. read it? No, but I love oh, yeah, that title. No, no, you'll love it that's his, once you actually. That's read his it. recommendation to the world. Excellent. What is Maddie short for? Just Maddie. That's it. M a t t i e. How are you? Gonna, say, no, are you sure? It's just a unique spelling with the two t's. Yes, it is. So you're not going to tell the story behind it or it was my grandmother's. Okay. It's <laughs> okay. not a real exciting story. As you also realize as parents, she doesn't name herself. There's a story. Behind it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do the thing where we ask a question and then answer it ourselves. Yeah. Like you did. I like, I like it's dating <laughs> hard. Okay. It's dating hard. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. We'd like to close uh, with if you 
we're going to give based off your experience or advice that you've been given one piece of marriage or relationship advice, Maddie, this is going to be tough, but what would that be? Can I have an answer with a caveat, like a subtitle? Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember when we, when Ben and I were like doing premarital counseling and all of that, um, just the guy that was helping us through it saying at the very end of a session where I think we probably seemed like deer in headlights Mm -hmm. kind of situation and him being like, all this is important, but like bottom line, you want to come home at the end of the day and you want to build your life with a person who is fundamentally kind. Mm. And I just remember that hitting so hard and being like, well, that seems obvious, but on the worst days, you you do need someone strong and you do need someone, you know, that you're physically and emotionally compatible with. It's like, but at the end of the day, like when life sucks, you need somebody who's really kind. Mm. And the caveat and subtitle of that being, for me, what I learned even in the short time of our marriage is like, forgiveness is number one. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, I think I needed it a lot more than he did. But he was such a generous forgiver in a way mm. that, I was more resistant to that. And I think I cherish that so much now. Hmm. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us. For those listening that want to check out Maddie's book called Lemons on Friday, just recently launched. We'll link it down below. Um, Also her socials and the song Racing in the Dark that her and her father co-wrote. Is that fair to say? Which is really a awesome story about perspective change. Totally. It was what I took from it. it. Um, But, uh, and then a couple of to-do items uh, check out Nashville or sorry, Nashville. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, I'll cook some lobsters broiled in the oven with mayonnaise. Don't forget to check your mail though. That would be the last. <laughs> yes, yeah, I will check your mail. Yes. Put that I in your do calendar. regularly now. Okay, okay, okay. Good. That's a good habit yeah. to form. Um, <laughs> a good anyway, habit to form. thank you so much for the time. It was a pleasure. Dude, to meet thank you. y'all. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. to be with you. Did you say dude? Yeah, I okay, did good, accidentally. Good, good. Yeah, I don't no, know. I love that. No, she's. I'm a lot more eloquent than that. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I thought I heard it earlier, and I was like, okay, I just want to make sure. It's you good. know, it's funny though. It's like I love it so much that I'm like, yeah. My nickname, my my nickname is Bro. So, dude is like fully within. What's the story yeah. behind Bro? I guess I said it's it. A just lot. Bro. Yeah, and I think he said it a lot. So his whole college football team called him that. When bro. we started dating, I called him that, which yeah. is kind of strange. I was like, what's up, bro? <laughs> I always felt weird being what's around up? the football team, being like, hey, babe. So I was like, hey, bro. Bro. Oh, gotta so speak the language. We, yeah. We can cut that part out of the interview, but anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. 
Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.